happening? Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Glad everybody's here. Uh, Mike D's wedding is on Saturday, which is crazy. crazy. It's this week. Wedding season starts now. And by that, I mean just our show. But Mike D's wedding. Mike, how you feeling? You're just days away. I'm starting to get a little bit nervous. At uh, the just the day itself, there's like a 50-50% chance it may rain. Ooh. So we may have to shift some things. Oh, it's outdoors? The ceremony was outdoors. The reception was going to be indoors, but we might have to do it all indoors if it rains. Hey, not bad, though, if you have a reception spot already. Yeah. That's in... Yeah. It's I mean, not, that, that stinks, but it's not worse, worse. Yeah, it's not the worst thing. We could adapt, but it just... We're watching the weather. Hmm. Let me look at the weather right now. <laughs> Let's, but it is Texas. It's never like, right this weather far Weather changes. It's like a snap of a finger. Eesh. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, a lot of rain. Oh, was that a lot of rain? Yes. It, I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's nine days in a row where the chance is 50% or higher. Yikes. What, what does she think about that? I mean, at this point, she's like, you know what happens, happens. We're not too concerned. We can switch it up. So just like, all right, we'll roll with it. I was kind of figuring out my clothes last night for Mike's wedding. I laid some stuff out on the bed because I got Mike's wedding. Then a week after, Caitlin's sister's getting married. So uh, it, the wedding start pop, pop, pop. And so, Mike, what is your wedding dress code? I would say just, it's not formal by any means. I'd just say just dress nice. So dress nice. <laughs> so yeah. like so church? Like cocktail? Yeah, like your Good questions. What is your wedding dress most like? Like if you were going to church. Okay. Those kind of clothes. Okay, because I was going to wear a full suit. No. And Caitlin, be- Caitlin said, yeah, you don't need to wear a full suit for Mike's wedding. He said, she said, I don't think that's their vibe. And, uh, and it was a real loud suit, too. I was really going to you know, take Yeah, I think you'd be overdressed if you wore a suit. Okay. Ray, what are you wearing? Uh, I want to go cowboy boots now that he's just saying it's more casual. I was going to do dress pants, no dress coat, and then a button down. Dude, you could do that, right? Yeah, wear the cowboy boots. Yeah! Let's go! Huh. <laughs> All right. Well, now i got to re- kind of reevaluate my wardrobe. I was going to wear pink shorts. Okay. 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 One of my buddies hit me up about ours. He goes, hey, what's the dress? I was like, well, that's pretty nice. He goes, well, I was just going to wear my normal. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, I wear every day. What does he wear every day? <laughs> Jeans. Oh. And, no. and like a t-shirt. Buddy from Arkansas? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, we got to class it up a little bit. And Arkansas Keith sent me a picture of him wearing this suit that he's wearing as one of my groomsmen. And he was like, dang, this thing feels nice. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mike, we're, we're pumped for you, man. I'm excited. And then you're not leaving to go on a honeymoon right after. No, we're not. What are you going to do for, right after the wedding? Uh, right after the wedding, we just got a hotel. That's it? No, I mean, I know what you're doing right after the wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm saying, what are you doing for, like, the, the next week? You just, oh, the next week we're doing, like, a staycation, like a mini-moon. We just got a hotel. <laughs> a mini-moon. All right. Good thing okay, you stopped so them, you are taking time. <laughs> but are you going to do a full honeymoon later? Yeah, later in the year. Okay. All right, well, this is it. This is Mike's wedding week. Woo. Is she nervous? Is she freaking out? No, she's not nervous at all. I'm probably more nervous. And you're reading your own vows, right? Yeah, that's what she's nervous about. How do you feel about yours? I think mine will be fine. I already kind of finalized them. I think the morning of, I'll maybe take another look at it, but I think I'm good to go on that. You do any jokes? (laughs) I think maybe one. One joke. Just to kind of lighten it up. How does she feel about the joke? She's okay with it. She knew I was going to do something like that. Because I was told if I did a whole comedy routine, I was going to be in trouble. (laughs) She was like, you're not performing. Cam was like, you're not performing for the audience. Yeah. Like, talk how we talk. It's your wedding, bro. I know, but she just wants me to remember I'm not performing for everyone. Like, okay. if I'm funny, that's fine if it's between us. But she's like, because people are there, this isn't funny in the lone comedy tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Looking forward to it, buddy. All right. <laughs>
It's that time of the morning where we open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I'm currently 16 weeks pregnant, and I want to get your thoughts on something. I've noticed a lot of celebrities, including country artists such as Marin Morris, deciding to not post any photos of their baby's face when posting on social media. People who choose not to post their kid's face argue that since the child isn't old enough to decide if they want a social media presence, it isn't cool just to post their face on the internet. I'm curious as to what your thoughts are and what you think the right thing to do is when it comes to posting your children on social media. Whenever you do decide to have kids, do you think you'll post their faces on Instagram? Thank you, Bobby, from Kendall in Central Coast, California. I think everybody on this show has a little different outlook, though, who does have kids. Amy, your kids are on social... Well, your son doesn't want to be anymore. Right. But your daughter is on right now. Yeah. So that's kind of always... I was... I I posted them probably before they really understood what it was, and I'm not sure that that was... You know, I maybe I shouldn't have. I don't know. For me, it felt okay. And then once... That was when they were in Haiti. And then once they were officially home with me and they were my kids, I would tell them about it and talk to them about it. And yes, my son used to be a ham and all, wanted to be all over it. My daughter was more shy. And now they've kind of switched... And I, anything I post of her, I have her permission. And then, yeah, with him, he's he's taken a break from it. But that's his choice, and I respect that. Eddie, your kids are not on social media. Correct. Yeah, I'm along the lines of uh, they're not old enough to really decide. When they are, they can decide if they want to be all over the Internet. I mean, as of now, they're my kids. My job is to protect them, so I protect them from the Internet. But your oldest son's 13 now. If he does want to be on the Internet? Nah, not till he's 18. <laughs> then he can decide what he wants to do. You're going to tell me if he's... 16 years old. Yeah. And he wants to have an Instagram or mm-hmm. a TikTok. You're going to be like, no. Yeah. Then I'm going to go to my Instagram and show him all the comments of people making fun of me and be like, do you want this? But he won't care. He'll say yes. No, he won't. Okay. I'm going to say it. You're going to be embarrassed. And you're going to hate it. I, I And you may be right, but I'm just going to tell you other things that you've said were like, you're not getting him a phone. Like what? You're not getting uh, him a phone. Oh, yeah, that, and he has that, a phone now. Until 18. Yeah. And, and he, he got one a- at 13. Yeah. But my only point was, you don't put your kids on Instagram right now. Correct. I bet you at 15, Eddie's oldest son is on TikTok. <laughs> That's two years. No, no chance. Uh, and Lunchbox, you don't put your kids on social I don't media. put my kids on social media because of the stranger danger factor. I don't want listeners knowing who my kids are and then my kids thinking, oh, I must know them. So I want them to be able to have their own privacy and the stranger danger factor, because we, we live a celebrity lifestyle oh my God. where we're in the public eye and people recognize us in public, so I don't want them to recognize my kids in public and be like, hey, what's up? And my kid be like, how do I know you? And that just gets weird. I don't know what we're going to do. I'll let Kayla make that decision. Mm-hmm. If we have kids, she's like, I don't feel comfortable with it. I'm going to be like, cool. If you made the decision, though, what would you do? I wouldn't care. I mean, from birth to... They're, they're going to be out everywhere anyway. You, I can't take them anywhere. People won't. Eventually, people are going to take pictures of me. I, people take pictures of me all the time out places. I have my kids with me. But public and internet's different. But they may take a picture and post it. Internet. I don't know. I, I don't. I, that would be rude if they did, though. We were at Golf the other day, and some mm-hmm. guy comes up and just starts taking pictures of me without. I don't care, but be like, hey, can I take a picture with you? Absolutely. Come here, buddy. But instead, he's got, got all, I'm all these weird poses. I'm like, drink, eating food. <laughs> eating nachos. Yeah, I was like, oh, and I'm like, hey, man, I, I would like to meet you. Let's take a picture. And, he, and as soon as I look up, he runs away. And I was like, well, that was weird. I was like, Eddie, what just happened there? That's crazy. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'll probably just go, Caitlin, what do you want to do? I have friends, the, the Roddicks, Andy Roddick, his wife, Brooklyn Decker. 
They don't put their kids on social media. Mm -hmm. They're famous. Mm -hmm. You know? And it's hard, too, because you have a lot of moments where you're just like, oh, that would be great on Instagram. Yeah, and, and maybe we do. Maybe I do a baby. <laughs> my baby at TikTok crushes. Um, I don't have an answer right now. I'm not in it. I don't know what Caitlin's going to want to do. Because right now she may be like, I don't want to, but then there may just be that one. She's like, okay, let's just post yeah. this picture. All right. uh, thank you for your email. We appreciate that. Good luck with uh, your baby. It's almost time for her to have a baby. All right, close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. A lot of times we'll talk about scenarios and go, is that romantic or is it just weird? And this is one of them where I think we're going to have that debate. Amy? Okay, so I was at my dad's little funeral thing this last weekend and learned that my aunt has her cremated remains of her husband, but she hasn't done anything with them. They're not scattered yet. They haven't been buried. Uh, she is waiting for until it's her time to pass on, and she will get cremated. And the plan is that they're then going to mix their ashes together, and then they're scattering them at sea. Oh, it's sea. Well, like they lived, they lived in Hawaii for a long time on like a macadamia coffee farm situation, and Ooh. they that's the so I assume that ocean Pacific or wherever, and they'll be scattered at sea there. So and a little bit out there, and then I think a little bit down in Dilly, Texas. So actually, they're going to split up their ashes. But the point is, they're mixing their ashes so that they are together. And I thought, wow, that is kind of romantic that they thought of that. And she's just been holding on to her husband, waiting for the right time. Well, her time. Romance music here. Oh, yeah. Lunchbox? Oh, I don't know if it's romance. I don't mind it because my grandma and grandpa, we put them in the earth together and planted a tree. So we mixed them together and buried them with a tree. So I guess it's romantic. I guess we're probably all going to say romantic. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I thought one of us would be the wild card here. Morgan, you don't think it's romantic? Well, my only question is, what if she, like, meets somebody else before she passes? Oh, she's, like, 90-something. Oh. Hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, with dating apps now, yeah. they, have, they have apps for everybody to meet each other. Could there be a three-way mix? A hundred and single. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess Morgan does make a good point. If you were, if you uh, got interested in a girl and you learned she was holding on to her husband ashes to be mixed with him, her late husband? That, yeah, that would be tough. At, at my age, if you're, you know, 25, 30, 40, and someone's past relationship had passed away or past husband, because that happens a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. That would be tough. I mean, because, yes, you would just be trying to win, to, to win to make her change her mind so that you're the ashes she gets uh, mixed with. You'd always be in that race. I had not. Morgan brings up a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Like, you're committing to that spot. Like, even, you know, our friend Django, his dad, Jerry Jeff Walker, died uh, last year, but they haven't had the funeral yet. And they're, I think it's this weekend. And they put up the headstone in Austin this weekend. And his dad is on there, passed away. And then the mom is on there, but she's not. She's still alive. But I've they leave that. the blank space open to add in the. I don't years. want my name on there though. Uh -oh. You put that on there after I die. Don't write that. On. I don't want to. But you know. you're going to die. But yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> spoiler alert. I know. I don't want that on the head. Okay, you're gonna die right now, Eddie. Why not put your no, gravestone up? Not right up? now. Eventually, we're gonna die. But so. her name's already on the right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think the thing is, like, she's just that's the love of her life. Jerry Jeff was so like, even if she does meet somebody else and ends up because she could and ends up having a life with them, well, that guy's gonna have to accept that she's going to go be buried with Jared, the love of her life, Jerry Jeff. I understand that. My point is Eddie's like, oh, uh, we're all going to die. Yeah. yeah. Then why don't you have a headstone already made with your name on it somewhere? Do it. I mean, it's okay. Like, eventually you're going to die. Put my name on a headstone. If that's where I want to be when all this ends, hey, put my name there. Do you guys have any, like, you know, grave 
Some people buy gray. Oh, a uh -oh. A, what do you call it? Spots or yeah. spots or whatever? I mean, no. my husband has one at the Air Force Academy, or is there an Air Force Academy grave? Or is it, I, mean, I don't know. He already has one. And I think I can have one there. I'm not sure. See, he already has one. That's crazy. Well, because he went to the Air Force Academy. You get one. But he has a slot ready or to go. Something. But Eddie, who cares? You're going to die anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. So hey. we're, we're all pretty much saying it's romantic to mix ashes. Yeah. Yeah. I think. And you were cool with your dad's ashes? All yes. That? Yeah. We didn't divvy them up. We just put them in the ground. Oh, really? All one. Mm -hmm. All right. Bobby Bone Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Keith Urban is picking up his Las Vegas residency at Caesars Palace with new dates. He'll be performing in September. Tickets go on sale June 7th. Thomas Rhett shared that Luke Bryan helped his daughter Willa Gray catch her first snapper while fishing. You can see a sweet photo of the moment on his Instagram. Just announced... Chris Jansen will be performing at the pre-race concert at Nashville Super Speedway before the Alley 400 NASCAR Cup Series race on Sunday, June 20th. Tickets are on sale now. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So happy birthday, Ed Isley. This is a big birthday because he turned 101 years old. He's a World War II veteran. He lives at a veteran's nursing home, and they decided to do a drive-by motorcycle parade to celebrate the birthday boy. And then there was a big reception afterwards with Mission Barbecue, and he even did a meet and greet with people. Dang, that's I pretty cool to meet somebody 100. I would go to that. Yeah, and to be able to do something, uh, you know, even now it's like, okay, good, the pandemic kind of behind us and even someone turning 101 can have a celebration and mingle with people. Two things I'd like to do. Meet somebody that's been 100 or that is 100 and then meet a billionaire. I haven't done either one of those. They're both super rare. You ever met anybody 100? No, I, I don't, don't think, think so. so. Right? I mean, yeah. we joke about he did a mean greet but to meet someone who's been around for You've 100 You've never met years? a billionaire? think so. I would thought I Maybe you have. Maybe you I know. have. Remember that one event we went to where we were the poorest people there? Probably someone there was. And you've met Michael Dell. I don't Where? know. No, I haven't. No? Why okay. would you met? Oh, I just got told by Mike D. I, I recently met a billionaire. Who? Charles Schwab. Oh, yeah. I, I did some work for him at uh, some social work and some, not so, like social posting <laughs> in a golf tournament. That's right. He's worth $11.4 billion. That and is he's a like what? 80, he's close to 100. Well, he's 83. Well, no, he's not that okay, old. Okay, pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> but okay, I have met a billionaire. Well, I was trying to give you two for one. Dang, I met Charles. And they told me not to call him Charles. What do you call him, Chuck? Chuck? Yeah, and that, that sounded weird too, right? They were like, don't call him Charles. Call him Chuck or Mr. Schwab. I said, I'll just call him Mr. Schwab. They're like, no, he likes to be called Chuck. He walked up. Guy's full of life. I shook his hand. I shook a guy worth wow. $11.4 billion <laughs> hand. That's crazy. I mean, that's a good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. In Murfreesboro, Arkansas, there is a place called Crater of Diamonds State Park. And we used to go there on field trips as kids. And whenever we read a story about somebody finding a diamond, it's from this place. Because it's the only place in North America where you can go diamond mining and just go out and do it yourself. And so another story pops up here. A Washington man travels down, finds a 2.2 carat diamond in the Arkansas State Park. Wow. Now, remember the guy we talked to that found that 9 carat diamond? Oh, the big one, yeah. Yeah, Scooby's trying to get back in touch with him to see how much that ended up going for because they were getting it appraised. But this guy here had been wanting to make his own engagement ring since 8th grade. And so he goes down. He's 26 years old. He starts mining. He found a 2.20 carat yellow diamond, the largest diamond found at the state park since October. 
They spent three days. They were wet sifting for gemstones when they saw the yellow diamond. Lunchbox, I know you want to win the lottery, but oh. this is a bet. You actually can do work to find your lottery winnings if you go to this place. I understand that. And I have now that I hear these stories, I'm like, I have to go because we hear about these stories every couple weeks, couple months, and I'm like, how? It's amazing. Like it's just you just go and dig a little rocks and, and there you go, and you got. I think it's harder. Burp, burp, burp. Yeah, I said he was there for three days, and he, I think he's been going since he was eight. A two point two zero carat yellow diamond. Oh. Mike, will you Google that and see just what the internet says it's worth? Oh man, because how big is that? Two point two carats. Yeah, but like size. I, I don't know. I don't know much about rings. Okay. I mean, smaller it's than big. a marble. Yeah. Would you a like marble, to? Go, yeah, would would you like to go down there? I would love to go down there. I would love to go. I don't even know how you do it. I don't. I don't know anything about sifting for diamonds or whatever they call it, but. That would be awesome. Maybe Scuba Steve, we send Lunchbox down for That's, I think, our next big bit. Yeah, a, that'd be a, fun. a day of sifting diamonds. I think we should tef- definitely do it. That'll be our next uh, venture in the show. We could drive down. Yep. It uh, ain't that far. I mean, we hours. drive that far when we go to Arkansas all the time. Mike, how, how much? $10,000. Wow, that's good. Dang, I thought it was going to be more than that. Yeah, I thought it was going to be more. 10000 dude, just for I, looking for I'm a rock. I'm not spitting on $10,000. I'm oh. saying if you, if you find a diamond, I would, I'd hope it'd be worth like $250,000. dollars <laughs> hmm but I think we send Lunchbox down to mine. How many, How long do you want to go? Just one 24-hour period? Yeah, I mean, I think I figure if 24 hours, I can find a diamond, right? Everybody seems to be doing it real quick. They're there, boom, boom. Got a diamond, and they make boom, the boom. news. No, they're... And they find it. Yeah. See what the distance is from our studio to Murfreesboro, Arkansas, Mike. Because I do think you could go down, mine all day during the show. We check in with him. We see if he's rich. Uh, it's basically a seven-hour drive. Okay. I, Scoob, I think we should send Lunchbox down. I think we should definitely do it. We'll look at the uh, logistics of it and make it happen. Maybe we get with Hyundai. Ooh. That'd be awesome. Maybe he, we have a vehicle. We could use that. He can use my Palisade. Totally, They yeah. pay for room and gas and lock it all up. I like it. We do d- it. Now we just crowbar Hyundai into all sponsorships. <laughs> but let me go over and talk to Larissa in Texas. Yes. I called in because I heard about um, Lunchbox um, writing... Letters to celebrities, and I actually have an eight-year-old who um, did exactly that. He wrote a letter. It's been about five or six months, and, you know, we go and check the mail. We He's just like, hey, Mom, you know, it's been about a week. Let's go and check the mail. So he wrote the, the letter, um, and it's kind of like expecting a response. And so a coworker of mine suggested, you know, like, hey, it's been quite a bit of time um you should probably just like write a simple letter back um and do something cool for him and i'm like but that's that's not true like i'm just trying to decide if i should actually do that or not if you should write a letter yourself as the celebrity he wrote to exactly yes Uh, i have no problem with it because he's how old eight if he was 14, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think as a second grader, though, can you tell us who the celebrity is he wrote to? Yes. Yeah, so he wrote it to Tom Holland because, you know, Tom Holland plays Spider-Man, you know. Anyway, no no response. <laughs> How do we feel about her writing a letter back to her eight-year-old as Spider-Man? I mean, I think sometimes as parents, we just got to do stuff like that. But eventually, at some point in his life, you'll have to come clean and it'll be a funny <laughs> story later. I think it's... It's tough because you don't want to lie to your kid, right? right. The question is how annoying is he about it? If he won't stop and he's always like, let's go check, maybe you do. Uh, Eddie? I think it's fine, man. We do it all the time. Just say, yeah, here's a letter. Look, you wrote back. Yeah. But then Amy's right. Eventually, you're going to be like, okay, remember that letter? But that's a funny memory, right? Right, right. Yeah. Then we all laugh about it. Yes. Okay. And it's, uh, yeah. We co-sign Larissa with you <laughs> writing a letter back as Spider-Man. 
<laughs> okay, like with this, like an autographed picture or just like a letter? <laughs> hey, go big, right? Go big. Yeah. I mean, you might as well have your uncle call last Spider-Man too. <laughs> hey, it's Tom Holland. <laughs> Just fake them out completely. Yeah. Um, I would just send a letter, maybe not an autograph picture. And then you just have to be prepared to live with yourself every time he gets excited and tells someone that Spider-Man wrote him a letter. You just have to be like, yep, yep, he sure did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just go with it. Just yeah. go along. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Larissa, thank you. Have a great day. Okay, I appreciate it. Y'all too. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Here are your top songs in country music this week. At number three, Dirk's Bentley, Gone. I've been gone. How do you guys feel about that one? I like it. It took a minute for me to start to, like, I'm just now starting to go, all right. Still growing on me a little bit. Yeah, it, yeah, no, I get it. Amy's, like, convincing well, me with her hand. Well, this is the part where you kind of, like, dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 It's almost there for me. It's yeah. very different for a Dirk song, mm-hmm. I felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think it would be top three yet, but I'm just now starting to like it a little bit. Uh, number two, Luke Combs, Forever After All. Thoughts on that one? I like it. Great. It's great, right? It's really good. Yeah. And then number one, I mean, this song is a jam. Nobody, nobody, nobody. (laughs) Dylan Scott, and we asked him, we said, hey, what's up with the song? He goes, you know, it was such a simple song. We can't believe it's, you know, doing what it's doing. Sometimes being simple is the best. That's right. It's jam. Nobody, nobody, nobody. That's a good one. And I guess we should point out, we like all three songs in the top three. <laughs> yeah. Love Luke Combs. Mm-hmm. Really like the Dylan Scott song. I'm still getting there on Dirk Bentley. Okay. It's pretty, that's a good three. Sometimes there are top three songs and we're like, how are these songs even played on the radio? <laughs> exactly. But uh, that's, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Uh, number one pop song. You want to guess it? Is it still Peaches? It's still Peaches, yeah. I got my Peaches out in Georgia. Oh, yeah. It's going though. It comes on. They play that in the cycling class that we go to. I start to feel it a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's my leg go a little faster. Time for the Bobby feud. It's like Family Feud, except with a host who you don't like as much as Steve Harvey. That's right. That's me, friends. All right, here we go. Amy won last week in the Mike and Michaels game. Wasn't much of a competition. That was a tough one. They surveyed 2,000 Americans and asked, name something you'd buy in a dozen. These are all things you'd get in packs of 12. All things in packs of 12. All right, Amy, you're the winner. You go first. Okay, uh, eggs. All right. Wow. You know, I don't think I ever would have guessed eggs. I'd have never guessed eggs. I got on my list. Great, Amy. Yeah, and there's 12 in a carton. Show me eggs. (laughs) It was number four. You get four points. Good job. Okay. Uh, Beer. A 12 pack of beer. That one I would have got. Show me beer. Number one answer. Now, I mean, they call it a, I feel like, well, the baker's dozen is actually 13, but I feel like if you're, uh, you, I'm going to, sw- cupcakes. Mm. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Show me cupcakes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Amy, on the board with five points, though. Lunchbox, the question is, things you get in packs of 12. Yeah. Coke. Show me Coke, soda, pop. Correct. At number two. Yeah. Uh, When I worked at Dunkin' Donuts, people would roll up to the drive-thru and they'd say, give me a dozen donuts. Show me donuts. Number three. Lunchbox now has five points. He's tied it up. Woo! 
All right. There are still six answers on the board. Poll 2,000 Americans, something you buy in a dozen. In a dozen. Well, I mean, I I don't know how many come in this because I don't buy them because I don't like them. But hot dogs, because there's only eight buns in a pack, and then you, there's not enough buns for the hot dogs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Show me hot dogs. Yeah. Wow. That's good, Lance. At number seven was hot wow. dogs. Wow, okay. All right, something you'd buy in a pack of 12 lunchbox. Man, oh gosh, now I'm in trouble. Well, whenever I go to B-dubs, you get a dozen wings. Give me wings. That's not Sh- bad. Show me wings. Oh. The lunchbox leaves this round with 12 points. Eddie, over to you. All right, I'm in trouble because there's not a lot on my list. But <laughs> I'm going to go with when you go down the paper aisle, you got paper plates and toilet paper and paper towels. There's definitely a pack of paper towels that come in 12, so give me paper towels. Show or me, toilet paper. Show me God. paper towels or same thing. Show me paper okay. towels or toilet paper. <laughs> yeah! At number eight. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now I'm in trouble. Wow. One, two. There are four answers left on the board. Recently, I went to the grocery store and I was looking for allergy medicine. And I feel like they come in 24s and 12s. Show me allergy medicine! Come on! Dang it. You weren't even walking on the right track, so I cut that off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cut that crap thank immediately. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. ramble on that one. All right. Amy, back over to you. <laughs> I don't want to give up on my bakers, so I'm going to go with rolls. Hmm. Show me a dozen rolls. <laughs> Only doing three rounds. I made that roll up. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, lunchbox. Yeah, guys. When you go to the baker shop and you order, you want to order someone some cookies. The baker you get a, shop or yeah. the bakery. Right. Yes. Yeah, the baker <laughs> shop. You say, I want to send Bobby a dozen cookies, chocolate chip preferably. So give me cookies. Show lunchbox. Cookies. Oh, wow. wow. For six points. Lunchbox the wrong is thing. big time in the lead with 18 points. Lunchbox. Oh, uh, yeah. And then. Now you're in trouble. Yeah, now I'm in trouble. Now I'm in trouble. Now I'm in trouble. Yeah. Uh. Uh, you know, you go to the drive-thru at McDonald's. Everything's you go to. <laughs> you know. Ooh. You go to the drive-thru Ooh. at McDonald's, you know what I mean? And your kid wants nuggets, so give me 12 nuggets. Oh, that's 12, really good. Yeah. 12 nugs. That's it. Show me. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought it was good, too. Eddie, Eddie? Yeah. Oh, well, that was good. End of round two here. Bones, I'm thinking something you put on your feet, like socks. They come in pack of 12s. What? Socks. Oh, I have that. I think that's good. Show me socks. Yeah! No, for 10 points. No, I just never, I never bought 10. 12 pack of socks. Wow, Eddie has tied it okay, up. Okay, now I'm in trouble. There are only Man. two answers left on the board. Pack of 12. Ooh! I can't believe you guys have got this many. I thought this would be over quick. Go ahead. Okay, okay. I, I've never bought this before in my life, but I see them behind the shelf at convenience stores. Give me a carton of cigarettes. Show me a c- c- carton of cigarettes. Oh, All right, final round, guys. Right now, Eddie and Lunchbox have 18 points each. Amy, you can still win if you get both of these. Okay. A dozen underwear? A dozen underwear. <laughs> Just like the socks. Yeah. I Man, it's kind of a good. Yes. What? No, my kids, I buy little packs yeah. at Target, and there's 12 in there. Maybe you can't win. Lunchbox, you're tied up with Eddie. You need one of these. A dozen. A dozen. 
Oh my gosh, guys. Oh my gosh. How do you not know this? Because you don't do this for your wife, Eddie. You don't do it. Roses, you dozen flowers. Oh that. yeah. Show me a dozen roses. Hey, yeah. hey you deserve it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. At number, What's up? Who at loves number their wife? Five. Who loves their wife? I do. I don't yeah. ever buy her flowers, but. <laughs> So, Lunchbox, you're now t- you've now taken the lead. If you get this, you win, or Eddie has a chance to win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else do you send somebody? You guys did great at this category. Though. I am shocked that I've gotten this many. They just come to your head sometimes when you're talking it out, Bobby. And I'm trying to think where the last time I was, I bought a dozen of something. <sighs> oh, man. You know, you go down the baby aisle, and you're – baby poops in the diaper. You need some diapers. They come in a dozen. Give me no, a dozen diapers. No, no way. No chance. Comes way more than that. Show me a dozen diapers. Oh. Eddie, it all comes down to this. You get this right, you win. You miss this, you lose. How many is this one worth? It's worth nine points. Oh, boy. You have a five-point lead, so it's the number nine answer on the board. I feel like they this... They surveyed 2,000 Americans. They said, name something you buy in a dozen. Dang. This is tough. But the only thing that's in my head right now is disposable cups. I feel like you're having a party and you just need 12 disposable cups, like red solo cups. Give me 12 disposable cups, Bones. For the win. For the championship. Come on. Something that comes in a dozen. Come on, Toby Keith. Show me a dozen red solo cups. Let's go. Smiling, and I started getting sad. I started getting real sad. Dang. Before we give him our, his winner song, uh, the number nine answer, and we'll get the ding after he say it here. A dozen pens or pencils. Oh, That's your number nine but there he is. Lunchbox is our winner today. Oh. No, 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 All right, here's uh, Matt, who left a voicemail last night. Morning, studio, for Eddie and your walk. Some advice. First off, go to a running store and get fitted properly for a pair of shoes. Most important thing you can do. Second of all, take Vaseline and or some body glide, and you're going to want to put that on your feet. You're also going to want to put it in your armpits, in between your legs, anywhere you might chafe because you're going to be walking for a long time. The other thing, too, is to put Band-Aids over your nipple. I've run over 60 marathons, but the first time your nipples get rubbed raw and you go to shower, it's that feeling you're never going to want to feel again. There's a lot of Vaseline and yeah. Band-Aid. Chafing? Mm-hmm. I'm just walking, guys. I'm not running a marathon. You're walking a lot. But you're walking from West Virginia down to Tennessee. Band-Aids on my nipples? Mm, I have them on now. Sometimes the show gets <laughs> a little rigorous for me. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. So I feel like Amazon is probably a pretty cool place to work. And they installed Zen booths in their warehouses, which are little tiny rooms about the size of a porter potty or so, where they can go in and watch videos on mindful meditation if they're feeling overwhelmed. The company put it up on Twitter. And for whatever reason, people were responding, oh, you created crying booths. So they've since removed it because they don't want that stigma attached to these booths. But... They watch Amazon videos while they're in there. I saw it. I saw when they put them up last week, and I was like, are you kidding me? You're overworking these folks, and this is what you give them? Uh. Oh, are they overworked? Yes. That's always been the thing about oh, the Amazon? warehouses at Amazon. Oh, I are didn't know that. Are people overworked, peeing in bottles and stuff? Wow. <gasps> 
Oh, I, yeah, I forgot about that. I just looked at it. I was like, well, they're going to use this as a bathroom. Like, somebody's not going to be able to get somewhere in time. They're going to pee in the little Amazon booth. <laughs> Amazon. But, they, yeah, they were getting roasted pretty bad, so they took it down. Oh, okay. Well, I must have missed that part. I thought they just took it down because they were getting called crying booths. And I was like, man, we need a Zen booth here. Okay, so the cicadas, they are... Never yeah. coming, Ray. The cicadas are never coming. That's what we hope, that we don't get affected by them. I okay. was just giving you guys a No, warning. you were telling us we're all going to die. We're going to walk outside and breathe in. It's one going to go on our throat. I want to be wrong. No, you don't. <laughs> you well, don't. they are in certain parts, and people are having to deal with them. And here's the deal, heads up. If cicadas overhydrate, they have to expel liquid from their body. It's like they're peeing, but it's not pee. Uh, so just heads up, a guy in D.C. got it on video, and it's a solid stream of liquid. So experts say that they're more likely to do this on really hot days, and if you walk under a tree full of cicadas, there's a decent chance that you're going to get wet. Well, that sounds like humans. If we overhydrate <laughs> yeah, we and we're up a in a tree, we'll probably pee down. <laughs> we have to expel liquid. <laughs> they're very similar to us. All right, what else? Well, it's just kind of funny to hear sometimes when artists reflect back on their music and maybe what songs they were or weren't going to record. And Blake Shelton came out and was talking about Austin, which is such a good song. And he sang when he first hit. Yeah, when he first heard it, he thought it was just super cheesy and he didn't even want to cut the song. Why do you think it was cheesy? Why, what am I missing here? Why? Why did Blake think it was cheesy? He just said the lyrics, like he said, God, this guy is so desperate. Let it go, dude. It's been a year. You're still putting this on your answering machine. What are you doing? So he just felt like it was dumb. He and didn't mention that mullet. <laughs> he only mentioned the lyrics. He, that didn't, was mention, cheesy. he didn't mention that mullet. That was my point. Like, what was cheesy about that song? Let's compare it to the mullet. Yeah, that's a good point. So I'm glad he ended up recording it because it's an awesome song. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Ramont Roberts is the Saginaw Public School superintendent, and he wanted to do something cool for the seniors. He's like, they've had a rough year, money's tight, prom's coming up. How can I make prom easier on them? So he went in there, looked at the budget, and he paid for half the proms for the entire school district. What do you mean half the proms? So that way that he paid for half like the decoration so prom tickets wouldn't be as expensive and all the students could afford to go. Oh, got it. So he he took the budget and said, here, we're not going to do this to the school. We're not going to put a new you know fountain. We're going to send them to prom. And he goes, it was awesome to see them all dancing and enjoying themselves. What if they needed that fountain, though? I mean, that fountain is cool. I mean, because they would get money because people would throw coins in there saying, I hope I get an A on this test. But well, I was thinking of a water fountain. What kind of fancy school has got a fountain with a... Like, psh. I was thinking of a chocolate fountain, but okay. Oh, uh, that's something yeah. I do not want to be a part of no these way. days. Cho- I never, listen. Yummy. Golden Corral, dude, yeah, come so on. Good. I, oh, that's just a weird thing. Where if everyone has <laughs> access to it, I kind of check out when it comes to food. I like mine to be made for me by the cook, brought up by the waiter. So there's not going to be a chocolate fountain at your wedding? Mm, no. Oh. If there is, I won't be eating out of it. <laughs> uh, that's a good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Man, hope you guys are good. Thank you for leaving voicemails all throughout the day and night. This is Yvonne from New Mexico. Hey, Bobby. We just watched Breaking Bobby Bones. It was really good, and we can hardly wait for season number two, along with the rest of season one. And it's real nice you gave all those folks the stuff you did when you were there. Thanks. Bye. I don't know if we get to do a season number two. Mm. And we have 14 more episodes of season one to come out. So when will they make a decision on? I don't know. Maybe not till season's over. Maybe never. Mm. Oh, man. I know. Oh, yeah. Imagine being me. You're like, oh. <sighs> Everybody that was working on the show before it aired was like, all right, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of being like, 
all right, we're excited for everybody to see it. It was like, oh boy, good luck. Uh-huh. Let's let's do it. Um, here is one more voicemail about that. Hey, Bobby, just watched both episodes of Breaking Bobby Bones. You rocked it. Man, I can't wait to see what else you got going on. Have a good day. Thank you very much. You can watch. Just go over to the Nat Geo app. You can watch them. They'll be on Disney Plus in a few weeks. Uh, That's what's up. Thank you for the support, everybody. Over to Amy now with the Morning Corny. The Morning Corny. Which Disney princess spends most of her day on dating apps? Which Disney princess spends most of her day on dating apps? Tinderella. Tinderella. (laughs) (laughs) That was the morning corny. When you look at, Amy, yourself and your husband, and I'll compare Caitlin and myself, who is more attractive physically? I don't know. Oh, well, I'll answer. She is. Caitlin's far more attractive than I am. Yeah. A new YouGov poll reveals 47% of Americans feel they and their partner are equally as attractive. Now, I do not feel we're equally as attractive. I do feel like I am ugly, and she is pretty. That's correct. (laughs) Eddie, you and your wife? Oh, my wife, for sure. I'm not good looking at all. I would agree with that, too, and I think we're funny. Yeah. And because we're funny, we are able to play up hotter people. I agree, 100%. Yeah, see, so now I'm curious what Caitlin and your wife would say, because I was sitting here thinking, I don't know, we're equal. So, I feel like, but you, both the guys here are like, oh yeah, married up, married up. My husband better say that. I mean, I, your husband's good looking though, Amy, like, good looking dude. Yeah, I think you guys are pretty equal though. What do you say? Yeah, if I had to pick one, yeah, I'd go equal. But Amy, what would you say about Caitlin and I? Be honest. Yeah. Be yeah. Be honest. Okay, you're I'm ready to be hurt. To Come be on, honest. I'm ready to be it's hurt. Not being hurt. <laughs> Come on. You already said it Hit yourself. Me. Go ahead, hit me with it. She's, you, Mary, how do you say it? She's hotter, you yeah. can say it. <laughs> you're marrying up. <laughs> uh, overall, 25% of people think their partner is more attractive than them. I'm one of those. Eddie's one of those. For sure. Only 14% of people think they are more attractive than their partner. I would imagine, I'm just speculating here. Lunchbox, do you feel like <laughs> when you and your wife are looked at, Everybody sees me as the better looking in the in the couple. Yes, when they see us walking together, wa- anywhere together, out to dinner, they're like, dang, that dude's better looking than his wife. Absolutely. Huh. I mean, my wife's hot, but she's not as hot as me. Where did you put you on the scale of one to ten? ten. <laughs> he didn't even let you finish. <laughs> okay. No hesitation. And then she's a... Probably seven and a half, eight. You think you're a ten? I just don't think a ten exists. I've often said 10 is the, the mark we set that no one can get to and you compare it to it. Ooh, and Brad Pitt. Because nothing's perfect. Because nothing's perfect, right? Right. You think you're a 10, though? Yeah. I think people see me like, dang, that's the whole package. <laughs> Do you find women just throwing themselves at you? All the time. All the time. Anywhere you go, women are looking like, dang, yeah. But like, is that them throwing themselves Yeah, like at the you? other day I was at the grocery store and I was looking for graham crackers, just walking down the aisle and this girl's coming with her cart. She's probably 21. And I moved to the left, so she moves to the left. And I moved to the right, she moves to the right. Like she was trying that's to do That's called this. just trying to get out of the way. No, 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 yeah, someone. that's that like that all confusion. The time. Like, no, like she a- was trying to do this like, oh, I'm trying to get out of the way, but I'm kind of flirting with you like song and dance, like we're dancing in the aisle. And I'm like, yo, girl, I got two kids in the car. I got to go. <laughs> you left him in the car while you went to get Graham well, crackers my, to the grocery wife store? Was, my wife was and in the car. Oh, you forgot Just to mention kids, that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got but two I mean, kids and okay. a pregnant wife in the car. Yeah, what do you the, think would have happened had you said, hey, how's it going? Oh, she would have given the number, no problem. What? Absolutely. Dude, she doesn't song and dance three times left, right, left, right if she's not trying to get my attention. A 21-year-old? Yeah. That's not happening. So you find women are always looking for an opening to get in. Yes. They always want to find a way to talk to me and hope that I'm open to their advances. Do you wear a wedding ring? <laughs> no. You don't wear a wedding ring? No. Why? 
Oh, I just, no, I'm just not used. I don't wear jewelry. It's not comfortable. I mean, like I'll wear one like to a big event, like if we're going somewhere. But no, on a normal day basis, never. When we go out to dinner, no. And you think that's why women are just eyeballing? You. Yes. No. They're like, dang, that dude is available, and he is a ten. Let's get with that. Huh. Let's get with that. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I never heard a girl say that before. No, me either. Let's get with that. Yeah. You think you're like a piece of meat to them? Yes, and that's the problem is they see me as a piece of meat and they don't treat me like a human sometimes. Oh, <laughs> oh dang. All right. <laughs> There's a trend on TikTok where if you put mustard on top of a watermelon, it's supposedly really good, and people haven't done this, right? They're like, you should do it. It's brand new. Here is the video. Watermelon and yellow mustard. Trust me on this. It is so good. Grab yourself a juicy watermelon. Cut that baby up. Juicy. Get yourself some French's yellow mustard. It has to be French's. Pour that sucker on, <laughs> and cheers. It's so tangy, it's so vinegary, and it matches so well with the watermelon's sweet juiciness. Trust me, this is so good. He's trying to sell it too much oh, for me to yeah. believe it. Yeah, French's, no. gotta be French's. Oh. So I have the wheel here. <laughs> oh, oh. There it is. Oh. We'll spin it, and there's a whole, you have to eat the whole piece over there. Oh, God. They're all cut into squares, you gotta eat the whole, the whole square, okay? Yeah. Okay, so if it lands on your name, you lose? That's it. Oh, no. If it lands on your name, you eat the, the, the watermelon mustard. Hi. Hi. Oh, Here we go. Let's spin that wheel! Oh my gosh. I do not want oh, mustard. Box. I do not like mustard. I do not like mustard. Come on. Is Keep going. Land, is it land on us? Or oh, land? no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. number two. Didn't she lose the other one? She yeah, sure did. It ended up being good. She said it was like a... The durian? Yeah, the, the world's stinkiest fruit. Yeah. All right, Morgan. If you'll walk up to that microphone. Oh. Woo-hoo. Oh. He promised it was good in that clip. Yes, he it did. Is. He said just... And we got French's mustard. It has to be French's. Oh, yeah. So I have to eat all this or eat one big, <laughs> a bit, one big square. Oh, that looks disgusting. She's picking one up. I'll eat the big one. There she is. Go for it. It's all the way in her mouth. Oh. It's juicy, like he said. She's chewing it. She's <laughs> she's about to lay it down. <laughs> okay, it's really good. What? Let me try it, because to me, I didn't mind. Wait, this but is, you didn't lose the spin. But this was the only one that I didn't mind if it landed on me, and it Ugh. didn't land on me. Yeah, it has a perfect mixture of, like, the tangy what? and the sweet, like you said. Like, it goes really oddly well together. Maybe this guy's telling the truth. Uh, huh. He didn't sound that believable. Okay. It's good, huh? Yeah, it's okay. good. You got a lot of mustard on that one. You, you like it? It's pretty good. Really? Oh! <laughs> oh! It actually is. I love mustard. And I like watermelon. It works, huh? Yeah, it tastes like it's sweet and salty, and then it has like the kick of the little twang, tang, mm-hmm. tang, whatever. <laughs> tang. Oh. The tang. It's pretty good. Huh, I guess oh. I'll try one a little bit. See, not everything's a lie. Yeah, all right. Here. TikTok. You're gonna walk it around. Oh, well, then come on, give me one. Let me see. Oh, I don't like mustard. Ah. I mean, I don't like mustard either, but I'm intrigued. Thank you, Eddie. Guys, go ahead. This is not bad. Yeah. Like, it's almost like you taste the mustard, you're like, ooh, this is going to be too much, but then the watermelon just cancels that mustard out. Oh, it's delicious. I think Amy put a whole rind in her mouth, too. Mm-hmm. So, I think we've all settled that it's actually pretty good. Thoughts, Amy? I feel like a restaurant could add that to, like, their appetizer menu totally. and charge a lot of money and be like, this this delicacy. <laughs> all right, there we have it. Okay. It wasn't that gross. It's pretty bad. good. No, it's pretty good. <laughs> Raymundo said once he got married, his credit score improved like, over 100 points. Is that true? Yeah, my wife got on the financials, and she absolutely killed it. I stopped gambling altogether, and she taught me that you're actually supposed to p- save your paycheck and not just try and spend <laughs> it every time. Okay. 
Well, yeah. she, there's also other things as well. I was able to write some of my credit cards, and they can actually drop late fees that you've had because they report that to credit agencies. And so you can write them a letter, which I did, to about five different credit cards. And a couple of them did actually take off those demerits, is what they're called, and they just removed them altogether. So my credit score ended up being about over 100 points within five months. So Raymundo's our audio producer. We got married. How long have you been married now? Five months. Yeah, since the marriage. And so she she whipped you into shape. Yeah, absolutely. Just one summer, boom. Look what, at me now. What was your credit score? I was touching upper fours. Whoa. <laughs> is that bad? Is that bad? Uh, it, as an adult man in his <laughs> mid-30s. What's good? Six, seven hundred. Oh. Right? Wouldn't you say? I, I, I think, yeah, seven hundred something. Pull up the scale of credit scores, Mike, and we can just actually, if you ask me, that's what I say. I've been, because I've been broke my whole life, I've only ever paid cash for stuff and just had crappy stuff. And so my credit's always been great because I never took out credit cards. Mm. I was just scared to always owe people. Smart. Um, and my my meter's off a little bit because I always thought 700 was like A+. Plus. Is it 800? Mm-hmm. So bad is 300 to 629. Ooh. And Ray was in that mix. It wasn't 300. It was middle of bad. But... <laughs> <laughs> Fair is 630 to 689. Oh, that's a small window to be fair, man. Come on. Well, good is 690 to 719. Jeez. And then excellent is 720 to 850. Uh, Do you know yours? No, I, I don't even know how to look. Uh, type your social into Google. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> no. Don't do it. Oh. No, don't do that. But you were in 400s. I can't imagine you would get any credit card for any sort of decent rate. I just never knew that it affected it if you didn't pay stuff on time. I just let a lot of stuff just go. I wasn't feeling like paying it, so I didn't pay it. Why'd you have five credit cards? <sighs> just using them. Then I didn't have to use... I mean, why not have five credit cards? If they allow me to have <laughs> credit point. limits, why not take another one out? That's exactly how people get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Why they, not? They and they they were, hey, man, why you got like five Ray? credit cards? Heck, man, why not? <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Uh, well, I just also, too, since Ray's showing he's knows a lot about numbers. You've been married, I think, like eight months. I just don't want you to miss your anniversary. <laughs> Thanks, you just girl. Said five. Good call, Amy. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> All right, Ray, thanks for that PSA, yep. though. You can write, okay, Ray says you can write the credit cards mm-hmm. a letter. Like, dear <laughs> How do you do that, credit dear? Card. Just explain that you're trying to get a house, you're trying to get a good mortgage, so you're saying, hey, will you please remove some of those late uh, demerits that I had on my account? And they will. Like graciously. an email or actual handwritten? An actual handwritten note. Oh, wow. Yeah, you type it can't it be handwritten. <laughs> well, not, not that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, boy. So you, you get your quill, you dip it in ink. <laughs> okay, Ray, thank you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A chance meeting at work led two co-workers to unite their families forever. Susan Ellis and Tia Wimbush worked together in the IT department at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. And one day, fall 2019, they learned that both of their husbands went into kidney failure days apart and both their husbands needed kidney transplants. Unfortunately, neither wife was a match for their own husband. Susan went on to a donor chain, hoping it would lead her to a kidney. That fell through. She ran into tea in the bathroom at work. They were catching up. They were talking about the donor process. Where do you think the story's going? Oh, I'm thinking that they were the matches for the opposite. Like the each bing, 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 yeah. bing, bing, bing. They both matched for each other's husband. That's crazy. The coworkers realized they were both donor matches for that other person's husband. This is insane mm-hmm. in the most wonderful way. They set up the transplants in March of this year. Tia donated a kidney to Susan's husband, Lance. Susan donated a kidney to Tia's husband, Rodney. Cool. 
Great story. What happens, you know, because you know, the story says they're friends forever. What happens if, like, they start to hate each other? You can't get it back, but do you feel like you always have to, like, invite them over for Christmas dinner? Oh, I feel like there always is some sort of a yeah. bond. My, yeah. But, I kind of was like, what, you know, now that other person has a part of you, and then what if they swap? Oh, okay, Amy be- went next level. <laughs> Amy went next level where that, okay. I don't know. That's It is such a good story. And the so fact good. they were able to figure it out, and then they both happened to match the other one. What would have stunk with is if only one out of them would have. Because mm-hmm. they would have for sure given it. And the other one's sitting there twiddling her thumbs waiting for a kidney. What are the odds of that? It's crazy. That's a great story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go over and talk to Adam in Illinois, who's on the phone right now. Adam, thank you for calling. I hear you have some pretty cool news to share with us. I do. Uh, well, wasn't actually expecting to get on. Um, so my my birthday was May 31st, uh, Memorial Day this year, landed on. Uh, kind of hard person to buy for. Dude, I'll, I'll try to keep it short. Uh, my mother-in-law was going to buy me some shorts that I like. I'm very picker picking, you know, old wear or whatnot. They didn't have the right color. She's like, you know, Adam does uh, scratch-offs every once in a while. We'll go to, the, you know, get him some scratch-off tickets. So she bought me uh, 10 $5 scratch-off tickets, uh, set it aside. We got to much later in the day, my wife and I, when we're at home, we start scratching it. And I'm thinking, while I'm scratching mine, I took six, my wife got four, you know, cool to win, you know, anything, like anyone would. Right. My wife scratches it. She, she's like tapping on me, Adam, oh my gosh, she starts, you know, crying immediately. Uh, $250,000. Oh! Wow, wow, wow. Oh! Happy birthday. On a $5 scratch off? Thank you. On a $5 scratch off, yeah. That's unbelievable. So wait, what are you doing oh, right now? I, I took the day off. I work in, uh, we'll say automotive. We're not, we're not telling a lot of you know, we're really not telling anybody about this. I, I thought there was zero chance I was going to get on. <laughs> and I, I only listen, you know, I only listen to the podcast. So, like, right now I'm listening. I, you know, I got a young kids, and I, I, I don't know. I, I only listen to the podcast. So, like, right now I'm listening to it, you know, three or four days ago or whatever. But I keep trying getting on, and then, I, you know, I don't know. It's all, it's all crazy. But I took the day off. I'm on my way to uh uh, Springfield, Illinois, that's the main place. It's the quickest place they could get me in. I don't like having the ticket here. I, you know, <laughs> we went somewhere yesterday, and, and my wife is like, you know, the house is going to get on fire. Something's going to happen. So I want to get this over with. You know, I want to get it to them. I want everything to be set in stone, get done with. And, um, you know, so I'm on my way now to, I guess, get it verified and go through all that work. You know, I've never won more than, I think, $100 on a $2 scratch off. But, you know, it's just, you know, crazy. It happens, you know. It's, it's uh, good stuff. So, so what did you tell your job that you were taking off work for? Uh, something very important, priority. I didn't get into any details, but, you know. Told truth. Uh, they were expecting me back today. Did you uh, sign the back of the ticket already? Oh, immediately, yeah. My wife had it. I have second-grade handwriting, so my wife did everything, you know, you print it, and then I did all the signatures. So we went through and found all the forms you need, and, you know, we filled all that out. And, um, you know, my signature, of course. But, yeah, we're going in today. It's uh, 
it, it's cool. It's, uh, wasn't able to sleep two nights ago. I mean, we so exhausted yesterday. I was, I was, luckily, I was able to sleep, but you, you just constantly think about it. Like, how did this happen? You know, it, it's crazy. You know, you never think you're actually going to do that. I think it was a one and one million five hundred. You get it, you know, so it's, uh, cool. Well, I can hear the excitement and the nervousness. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll ask this final question because I know you're driving, but I do hear you. I'm on speaker, so that's good. But where did you keep the ticket as you were trying to sleep? Like, what safe spot did you put it? My wife's sock drawer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's random. You know, it just we had other tickets. I think out of those 10, we had two $5 and a, a $10. You know, those were on the counter. But, uh, you know, we did, uh, yeah, it's just. You know, doctor seemed to seem to be the safe bet. You know, so yesterday we went out somewhere, and my wife left the dryer on. She's and she starts freaking out. She's like, "Well, it, you know, that this would be the time that something would happen." So she gets on the ring camera, and she, everything looked normal. She's like, "I guess the house isn't on fire." Well, a paranoia <laughs> setting in big, big time. time. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Adam. That's awesome. I'm glad you were able to get through and. That uh, two hundred fifty thousand yeah. bucks, just, just like the next day, you're just like, well, I just won a quarter million dollars. Like that is an insane feeling. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you guys so much. I'm, I'll be there in about twenty. I'll be about an hour early. You know, I'm early for everything. I know you're big on that. Um, but you know, I just want to make sure everything goes good and smooth. So, where do you have the ticket right now? That's in my pet. Just pass through side seat, you know. Buckle just in the seat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seat belt on. All right, Adam, be safe, bud. Uh, let us know. Give us a call back in a few days if you can. I'm curious to what the procedure's like when you get to that office. Is there somebody sitting at a desk like, yeah, number 32, and you walk up, and you're like, oh, I want. I don't know. I don't know what happens, but let us know, and be safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Well, dude, thanks a lot, guys. Love uh, you. All right, Adam. I'll see you later, buddy. Crazy. You just scratch Amazing. And imagine you're scratching on a holiday weekend. Yeah. You have to wait an extra day? <laughs> yeah. That's what he's all stressed out about. He's like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> wow. Crazy. Thank you for that call. We love that. Let's go over now and get into the news. Bobby's Big Stories. Well, speaking of the lottery, West Virginia is doing its own lottery for people who get vaccinated. And I love that they're offering prizes that people actually want, like trucks and guns. Yeah. Oh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Because who doesn't want more trucks and guns? <laughs> Even me, I'll take a new one, either one of them. Uh, during his Tuesday briefing, West Virginia Governor Jim Justice gave full details of West Virginia's new vaccine incentive program. Two full four-year scholarships to any West Virginia institution for kids aged 20 to 12 to 25. You can win one of those. Imagine that. You win full all the way through for two kids. You can be 25 and go back to school if you win yeah, this. that's cool. Two brand-new custom-outfitted trucks are up for grabs. Two... 25 weekend getaways to West Virginia State Parks, five lifetime hunting and fishing licenses, five custom hunting rifles, five custom hunting shotguns, and also $1 million. Ooh. Crazy. I was talking to Arkansas Keith yesterday. He's about to turn 65, and he was like, I tell you what, best thing about turning 65 is the last fishing license I ever have to buy. Because when you get it at 65, it's a lifetime license. Oh, I didn't oh, know you that. Have to renew? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's like, I'm about to retire. <laughs> he doesn't, he's been working at the park or at the mill his whole life. And so he doesn't need a lot of money to keep. He it's not like he lives some crazy life, but he's like, I've been saving up, bought some gold bars like 15 years ago. And he's like, I'm just going to retire and hunt and fish all day. Atta boy. And I was like, good. That's what you need to do. He's been killing himself forever. Uh, also in the news, the hot new divorce trend is to hide money in cryptocurrency so your spouse doesn't know about it. Dang. Ooh. 
But then how do you, okay, but you have to know about it or remember your passwords to get into it? <laughs> well, sort of. Like, I use a couple of different apps that I just goof around. Like, Robinhood is an app I use. There's also one called Coinbase. You just sign up. And you just put in 10 bucks if you want. I'm sure they're doing something probably a little more sophisticated, but you can put you can buy this digital, this cryptocurrency, and because there's not, it's not bank regulated, you can just put it there and... Problem is, if it bottoms out or... Yeah, that's what I'm... It's gone. I think we need to be like Keith and buy some gold. Hide it in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Finally, a bobcat was seen in West Scranton High School, and everybody freaked out. They were like, there's a bobcat in the school! So everybody gets evacuated because there's a bobcat in the building. Once everybody's gone, they went and they found the bobcat... Turns out it was a house cat. They've been missing for three months. (laughs) He's just a little fat. But they found it. Yay. Animal control officers had originally identified the animal as a bobcat. They notified the game commission. It was trapped. It was taken to Griffin Pond Animal Shelter, but it had a microchip in it. It was a kitty cat that somebody owned. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) It turns out it's a clouded jack cat, an exotic breed that resembles a bobcat. Raymundo. You guys have a cat, but it's bigger than a normal cat, right? Right. It's a bingle, but a bobcat is probably twice to three times the size of our cat. But our cat isn't your normal house cat size. But it's a what kind? A bingle house cat? Yeah. Like a bingle tiger? Yeah. I mean, there's ones that are closer to F1, F2 that are in zoos. I mean, my cat is very close to probably being in the Nashville Zoo, but we have them in our house. <laughs> You're always a little dramatic, I'm Ray. really not. Just, if you guys... It's always like you turn it up to 13. It is exotic looking. It is, but it's not almost at the at the zoo. It's not that big. Yeah, like it's you can, not. Like, carry it around. The average price for a Bengal kitten is between fifteen hundred and three thousand dollars. Ooh, yeah! Wait, are you gonna sell it? Like, why would you cheer at that? I mean, no, he's very old, so you can't make any money off him. Several factors affect his price, including the kitten's traits, what the breeder includes with the kitten, and most importantly, the level of care. Huh? Who knew? But they're they're. No, they're house cats. Just a fancy house cat. Right. Our cat escapes. I mean, there's an article going to be put out in the 10 o'clock news about ours. That's why I, we never let him outside, basically. There is going to be? I mean, like, it's a dangerous cat if it doesn't know people. But there's not going to be. No, because I never let him outside. He okay, only stays okay, I'm confused. Kitchen. Ray's walking me in circles here. I, 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 I followed what he was saying. Okay, He's okay. saying if he doesn't yeah, if he didn't keep the cat. If. I know. That's but, a big I mean, word he, he missed just, out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's Ray. <laughs> All right, Raymundo. I appreciate that. Yep. We're having... A little bit of dog issue. Did I talk about Eller? So we have Stanley the Bulldog, who is two now, just had a second birthday. And we have Eller, who we adopted, puppy off the street. And she's now gone into heat at the house. She did not get, we didn't get her fixed in time. She went into heat a little earlier than normal. So we had an appointment scheduled and she hit it before the appointment. And so she's bleeding everywhere. Do you have a diaper on her? No, but she. we have her room. There's a huge doggy door that connects to outside that the yard's fenced in. And we had some stuff on her. But she, now it's just like sporadic, and she ate the diaper off every time. Oh. Because she can bend around. So I just, she just rips it off. They make leather ones. That, well, uh, not not like a leather diaper. diaper. <laughs> well, that's what I just remember about my little dog when I was a kid. She would go in heat, and we had this little leather leather thing. We strapped on her and just changed a little pad out. <laughs> well, so we're dealing with that now. Mm-hmm. And when she gets up, we were talking to the vet, and when she finishes heat... That's the term for it. Yes, it is. Um, then we will take her to get her fixed once she's back to normal. But her and Stanley can't be around each other right now because of that. Mm. Oh. But, but this morning, mm. she had broken out of her room, and I saw her standing next to Stanley, and she was just 
jumping over and back and forth, and that was it. Oh. I was like, well, if that's heat, that's pretty awesome. Well, I can do that. <laughs> All right, that's the news. Thank you. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. I saw that Alanis Morissette did a cover of On the Road again, and I was like, oh, boy, do I ever want to click this? Because I don't want to be irritated because I like Alanis Morissette. When I was a kid, she's awesome. Oh, yeah, she's awesome. And so I was like, oh, boy, here we go. And so I click it, and it starts off a little piano. And I'm like, all right, I'm listening. Thank you. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. I'm like, okay, this is good. I can't wait to get on the road again. And then this happens here. Willie joins us. Hey, well, that helps. Going places that I've never been. Seeing things that I may never see again. I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again. Like a band of gypsies, we go. Like, that's really nice. Yeah. It is really cool. Surprisingly. It almost made me want to go back to sleep right there. <laughs> yeah, it wrote that on the back of a, a bag on an airplane. Uh-huh. Uh, like a napkin or something. Mm-hmm. Like a like a vomit a bag. Vomit bag, that's what it is. On an airplane with the guy who was doing the movie. And he's like, hey, write a song for the movie. And he's like, all right. <laughs> quick. On the road again. It's quick. It's only like two minutes and 30 seconds long. Yeah, I love that. But I don't think people, like, Morgan, do you know how good, you're 27? Yeah, 27. When I say Alanis Morissette, does that do anything for you? No, she she has that one very iconic song that I can't even name, but I know she has one really solid song. Almost said it. Well, yeah. she has, a t- I mean, she was massive for like 10 years, but what song do you think of when I say Alanis? Like, what's the one song? I think, isn't it called Iconic? So oh, close. okay, got so it. Close. You said Iconic. I thought you literally meant like an Iconic song. Oh, yeah. Well, but yeah, it is, right? I mean, I know it's called Iconic, but I think it's like her most iconic song. <laughs> it's close to Iconic, so but it's not Iconic. It's... Oh. It's ironic. Ironic. She put out this record called Jagged Little Pill and it just shook everything up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was like had like nine hits on it. Do you know this one? This is you ought to know. You ever heard that one? I don't know, like, the lyrics to it, but I think I've heard it in, like, a 90s movie or something. Yeah. That's what it sounds get familiar get to. Get up, get <laughs> no, Okay, okay, let's try this one. Do you know, this may be one of my favorites, Hand in My Pocket. And what it all comes down to Is it Ever heard that? Nope, never heard that. Oh, oh, man. Good. Okay, okay, okay. You ever heard you learn? Ever 
heard that one? Nope, never oh, heard that one. Wow. They're, and they're all kind of fading together for me. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like a 90s TV show, though, for sure. Oh, it's <laughs> well, so good. Dang. So I hate that for you, Morgan. You got stuck with crappy music. You didn't get the good stuff from our generation. Says every person ever. <laughs> and says and what you're going to say in 15 years to the 27-year-olds. The I mean, when I was in junior high, that did not come out of my CD player in my room. That didn't? Jagged Pill, yeah. It, ja- like, you, you never played Jagged Little Pill ever? No, I said it didn't come oh. out. Oh, oh, I didn't. I thought you meant like the sound didn't oh. come. Did you? Yeah. I thought she was saying she never listened to it. Me too. You what? did. I knew every word to all, everything you just played. I meant it didn't, I didn't take it, it out. It didn't stop playing. Yes. <laughs> you didn't take it out of your room, like driving your car to do it? I couldn't no, drive. Boy. I was too young. Oh. Okay. Anyway, more, that, that, you should get on that, Morgan. Go back in. You, you want me to listen to that album? You know, I, I, I wonder if we get Atlantis on the show, Scuba Steve. Wow. That'd be awesome. Because she's announced a new tour. Yeah. I guess you be easy then. I'll work on it. Easy. Mm-hmm. Who is on our Mount Rushmore of guests? Like, I like to go over this sometimes that we haven't got. So it's Hulk Hogan. He's one of them, yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me see if I can figure this out. We have four guests we've been trying to get that we haven't been able to get. Tina Hulk. Turner was another one. Hulk. Tina. Post Malone. Post Malone, yeah. And Taylor. Uh, who's who, no. one more. Vanessa oh, Carlton. Carlton. Nice. Yes. It's so random, but okay. This is the <laughs> Yes. A random, but all obtainable, but yeah. Our Mount Rushmore of guests we've not gotten, we've tried, are Hulk Hogan, wrestler, Tina Turner, singer, Post Malone, Mm -hmm. rapper, singer, hybrid, and Vanessa Carlton. Who's the hardest out of those four? Probably Tina Turner because she's old now and she's not doing anything. She's a legend. She lives in Switzerland. Yeah, that's a problem. Um, I saw her doing some interviews in other places, but I guess she just only, you know, picked and chose. But Scuba, outside of Tina Turner, how, how do we not have Hulk Hogan or Vanessa Carlton? We, we have a connection with Hulk Hogan. There was an ask put out for it because they had a whole WrestleMania a couple weeks ago, but they just never came through and never came Crazy. to fruition. My mind's blown. We can't get Hulk Hogan. Yeah, out. and Post Malone denied us three different times. And then that ignored, I get. He's too cool for us. Exactly. <laughs> we have to wait for him to fail a couple times and yeah. want to put out a country song, and then he comes back around like other artists do. They're like, well, this career's not working. I'll come. Um, okay. Yeah, and Vanessa was sad, but something happened. Yeah. That, that that's our. If anyone can help us book those guests, there's a one hundred dollar reward. Oh, that's right. Wow. That's right. On the phone is Cody in North Carolina. Cody, what is happening, my friend? How's it going? Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. So I just want to say, Bobby, I've uh, been hearing y'all advertise the Breaking Bobby Bones, and I started watching it last night, man, and I absolutely love it. Um, my favorite so far is season one, episode two. Um, what you did for that scrap yard, getting in that truck and that new sign, man, really touched me. Um, I started working when I was 13 years old, and I know what it's like. I'm 25 now. I got two girls, and uh, I work every day nonstop. I'm a truck driver, and I just want to say what you did for them couple and got them that flatbed and that sign, man, was very heart-touching. Oh, man, I appreciate that. You know, yesterday, I was nervous because I was like, oh, I want to know the ratings of the show, but they, it's not like it used to be back, apparently back in the day. When you wake up in the morning and you call a phone number and there'd be the ratings there. Now, sure, they're looking at ratings from what happened overnight, but they're also watching streams for three days, for five days. It's just more than overnight. But a big part of it's called the overnights. And I'm like, oh, great. And usually they don't have them until early afternoon. And so early afternoon comes and nobody calls me. And I'm like, and I'm, I've got my own personal boundaries. I'm like, I'm not calling anybody to ask for any ratings info because... I'm just going to live my life, and when it comes, it comes. And I'm bad at this because mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to know. And so 1 o'clock comes, nothing. I'm watching every, every time anyone calls me, I'm like, oh, ratings. Oh, crap. Caitlin. 
<laughs> when usually, Dang it. Well, yeah, when usually I'm just pumped, she's calling me for any reason. I'm like, oh, man. And so, two o'clock, three o'clock. So finally, I'm like, I have to go back. I have to go to the gym. I have to do just go. I got to get my mind off of this. So I go work out, and I, I know when I finish working out, I'm going to have that call on my phone. This is missed call. And I go over at like five o'clock, look at it. No missed call from anybody. And I'm just like, I don't know what to. I, so now I've started to put into my head, well, this is it's worst case scenario. They just don't want to call and tell me because they know I'm going to burn everything down. I'm just going to get upset, sad, quit, everything. But they're still waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's in his head, Amy. That's well, so I, I, in my head, I'm so it's all worst case scenario. So finally, I hit one of the guys on my team, and I was like, "Hey, it's like seven o'clock." Mm. I said, uh, "Are you around?" I had totally jumped the, the boundary, <laughs> and I was like, "I just want." And so he goes, "Hey, we're actually on the phone right now with Nat Geo. We'll call you in a few minutes." Because uh, Nat Geo guy was uh, California West Coast, and so they call and two people that work with me and then one Nat Geo guy on the phone who I've gotten quite, quite close with named Terry. And I'm like, they're like, hey, Bobby, you there? And I was like, yeah. I said, is this like an intervention? Like you, all three of you are on the phone? And they were like, hey, listen, it's been it. And they were just, then they just started to mess with me. And they're like, listen, we, we just want to preface. And I'm like, either it's going to be really bad or really good because they're just messing with me. And so they were like, it's extremely early, but the – Overnights were fantastic, like better than we would, would have ever imagined. The ratings were huge for the super early numbers that we have. They're like, we can't do anything yet right now because we got the, the, the three-day numbers we're waiting for. And we've only been through like 18 hours, you know? And, but they're like, it, we're on pace to do – so I'm like, yeah. But then I'm still like, well, now we got to wait for three days. <laughs> and so it was great news. I'm very appreciative to everybody who watched the show. And if you want to watch now on like the Nat Geo app or Nat, their, their website, or that helps too. But I'm just proud of the show, and we got great news yesterday. And we're just kind of looking forward to this next Sunday. Hope people watch. It's on Sundays now at 10, 9 central. I'm a stunt person. I'm a stunt performer oh, yeah. when I have to light myself on fire, which was nuts. And then uh, I'm doing like huge jackhammer demolition Woo! stuff. And so... And so <laughs> that being said, we got I got great news yesterday, and we're just hoping the news continues to pile up. Yeah, so if you have, what, six or seven-ish more weeks of you? Seven more weeks. Of seven the, more weeks. Of it, this morning? Well, no. Just, the <laughs> premiere was the big one. Okay. okay. I just then, want to more, I'm looking out for, like, your mental health. Oh, it'll be terrible. But mm-hmm. I'm happy for it to be terrible, right? I've worked really hard to be this mentally unstable about ratings. That's, that's a great thing. <laughs> So thank you guys. Just appreciate it. And if you can watch it and stream it today even, that would be awesome. And Cody, thank you. And everybody, thank you. Let's go over and talk to Brittany, who's in Arkansas. Brittany, we appreciate you calling. What's going on with you? Hi. Good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Can I help you? Okay. I know it's crazy. Um, so I'm doing a teddy bear vacation with my daughter. The teddy bear has a Facebook. And I did it when I was little. I send it to somebody, they send it to somebody, and it just travels wherever it can travel to. And I'm set to send it to somebody in Nashville what, that I work with. So I've got a crazy idea. I'm like, oh, if I send it early, I thought maybe you could you could take it to do something fun. I know it sounds corny because it's a teddy bear, and people will probably look at you funny. But um, And then you can just you can post it on their social media, or you can mail it back to me. Um mail the bear to somebody else or mail it to one of the addresses on the list that comes in the box I send you. Okay, we'll do it. I'll do it. Send it here. I'll take it to the Grand Ole Opry with me. Oh, wow. 
cool. Oh my gosh. Okay, it's for my daughter. She'll be nine next. What month if it's for her? <laughs> she's like, you know, it's, it's for me. I just something I do yeah. for fun. <laughs> Um, here's what? <laughs> what we will do. I'll put you on hold. You can talk to Scuba Steve. We'll get you the address to make sure that you can send it up here. And I'll take it. I mean, I, I produce and host Opry on Circle Network, and I'll take it to the Grand Ole Opry with me. And I'll take it and mail it back. Perfect. Wow. You're going to make her so happy. Yeah. Will she, you introduce the bear to other artists? Everybody that's there. Yeah. I know. I just introduced them on the Opry stage and then just let it sit there for a minute. And here it is. <laughs> the bear. And the crowd's like, what a crap. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Brittany, uh, stay on hold. I'm more than happy to help you out. I was reading this story about Matthew Perry. I mean, the guy's just getting hit on every side now. First of all, let's, he, he got paid $3 million bucks to do the Friends reunion, which is pretty Good cool. Good for him. But remember last week there was some girl that was putting out a message he sent on a dating app? Remember because she matched with him? We talked about it on the show. Oh. And then he sent a message like, no, it's me, Matthew Perry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It? And so... That whole thing happened, and I was like, that's not cool, that girl. And she was like, he's creepy. He's he's hitting on me on this app. And I'm like, well, you're on the app. You know, what do you, that's what people do on apps. They just they say, hi, let's let's go on dates, even though he's older. And now he apparently he and his fiance have called it quits. Oh. After he was oust, outed for hitting up an 18-year-old on a dating app. Oh. There's no word oh, that well, had, yeah. If there's okay. no word that had anything to do with it, I didn't even know he was engaged. Uh, the friend star has called off his engagement to the literary manager... Perry, 51. Ooh, he, man, he, he's been through a lot. He does look a little older than 51. Yeah. He's been through a lot. And Hurwitz, 29, began dating in 2018 and got engaged. And, well, that stinks. It seems like as things were, was getting better for him, now things are kind of going back down again. Yeah. Been through a lot, man. So I saw that. I did see, too, that Mayor of Easttown. We, start, we watched a little more of it last night. It's the most watched episode of any HBO original series on HBO. The whole the finale, the, the finale, but the whole series. Wow. Okay, I have it. Beat it beating out the Undoing, which was great with Nicole Kidman. Oh yeah, yeah. really so good. good. And the Flight Attendant, which was good. So it beat out both of those. And we were just on. We were, you know how you search for a show and you can never find a show. <laughs> yeah. There are ten thousand shows. And you can't find one because you're like, I don't know. That front picture doesn't look like it's going to entertain me. <laughs> that picture. And so we're flipping. We, we looked at Netflix and we have Amazon Prime and we have HBO Max. And I, I got HBO Max mostly for the Fresh Prince reunion and then just kept it because there was some good stuff over there. And so Caitlin's like, let's watch that Mayor of Easttown. I like that that woman, that Titanic woman. Kate Winslet. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we were like, oh, I never heard of it. Put it on. And dang, was she not right? She picked the right picture. <laughs> I never pick the right picture. If I just pick one based off picture, I, it's never any good. Yeah, that's hard. And if people are searching for it, because, well, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet, but I was just searching for it, and I literally typed in M-A-Y-O-R. Because oh, I thought you were saying mayor of mm. Easttown, because that would make sense to me. It's a town, and there's a mayor. And then I realized, I guess her name is Mare, M-A-R-E. So yeah, if you're mayor. searching oh, for it. Oh, like a horse. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I couldn't find it. There you go. Isn't a horse a, is it a hare? No, is it's it a, a mare. A, a uh, rabbit a is hair? a hare. Okay. As in the like, tortoise <laughs> and the hare. <laughs> right, right, the race. You ever hear that story? Yeah, no. I, I, what, what's, the, what's the moral of the tortoise and the hare? Um, the turtle goes slow. What is the moral? The, no, talk no, about here. No, I know the story. I bet you figure it out. Mm. What's the, the, the tortoise and the hare? Very famous story. I know. What's the, I what, don't know that I know the moral. What's the, the takeaway from the tortoise and the hare? What happens in that story? The turtle goes slow. <laughs> and then that. the rabbit or the hare tries to go fast. Okay. But 
Gosh, what a terrible story I, that I would be. I have no idea. I would, <laughs> honestly, now Here's that thing, you ask I would have picked this picture and then it would have sucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, I have heard it, but now that you're asking me to retell it, I don't, I can't say that I'm able to. So I'm the tortoise in life. I compare myself to the tortoise. Mm. What, okay. does, what does that say? Like you had certain setback or you had certain obstacles to, oh, no, you had to. I mean, work I did. Really, but, you, but, well, you but, did. I'm just trying, like you go. You're slower than the rabbit? So the hare is extremely confident and super fast. Oh. And is so confident it's going to win. And it's like, I'm going to win this race. I'm the hare. I'm bouncing fast. He's running circles. He's like, I'm so easy. This is so easy. I'm just going to take a nap. But the tortoise, who is so slow, but just doesn't stop grinding. He just doesn't stop. As the hare stops, takes breaks, has fun, talks to his friends, the tortoise just keeps going. When everybody counts him out, the tortoise just keeps going. The underdog? The t- sure. And so it's... You can be more successful by continuing to do things, by continuing to do things and doing it slowly than by just being careless and acting quickly. Hmm. Got it. The, tor- the tortoise wins the race because Got he it. never stops. Yeah. Okay. It's a great story. Cool. What, what, do, you, what do you know about? Uh, it's, we're no, going through and seeing what Goldilocks. <laughs> what do you know? Hmm. What's another one with a moral? Okay. The, the moral of the story. Can you guys think any more of those? Mm. Well, uh, we're, we're, we're tapped out on morals. Yeah, <laughs> the Sally tortoise sells. and the hare. I got it. Um, how about the boy who cried wolf? Oh, that's a good well, one. Well, I mean, he uh, said something over and over that wasn't true. And then when it comes time where something is actually true and he does need help or something, nobody believes him because he misled them so many times. Lying breaks trust. And I guess that's a even way if to put you're it. telling the truth after you've lied a bunch of times, no one will believe you're lying. A. But he literally, <laughs> nice, I like that. <laughs> but he literally was saying wolf, wolf, and there was never really a wolf eating the sh- the, the sheep, right? Yes, until that's there, why until, crying wolf. Until there was, okay. Un- until there was, okay. Anything else? Any anybody know any other ones? I'm pretty much tapped out with two. And Ray just told me to go to break. <laughs> All right. Okay. The moral of the story is don't miss your clocks because then Ray tells you to go to break. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Three cops from Montana were in town for some training. When they're asleep in their Airbnb around 2.30 a.m., they hear some crashing and banging upstairs. And they go upstairs and they find a 19-year-old had broken into the wrong house and asleep in the bed. He walked in drunk, right? Like, broken in, like, like, yeah, but not to break in. Right, not to break in. He thought he was returning to his place, and he was drunk, passed out in the bed. So they called local authorities, and they did it all on TikTok and arrested him. I mean, it was three cops. When you stumble into somewhere drunk, <laughs> that's it's not yours. That's, that right. That's the wrong place. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. All right, here's a voicemail we got last night. This one's about Amy and a bird. Here you go. This message is for Amy. I work for UPS, and I uh, package car driver, and I found a little baby blue jay that had fallen out of the nest. Well, we raised him, and when he was fully grown, he would still fly to us, come and land on your shoulders, and every time you'd leave in the car, he'd come and land on your windshield. So they're great to have around. I still have birds with me at home, and they're a lot of fun. I can't, I can't even imagine. He's so lucky. I mean, the bird's lucky, too, because he saved the bird's life, but then they had a special bond. I love it. What's the goal with you and birds? I mean, that. I mean, shoulder would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, you just get home from work, and it lands on your shoulder, and it's like, tweet, tweet, tweet. Hope you had a good day at work. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly, yes, I'm not this, joking. If a bird landed on your shoulder, you'd start running and swinging your arms, like, get off of me. No, I wouldn't. 
No, I wouldn't. I I am looking at you dead in the face right now. I'd be like, hey. If a bird just scared you, or no. just, it just flew up from behind. No, <gasps> now go- I'm ready for it. Okay. I have a different relationship with birds now. I'm worried. Why? It's like you've gone off the deep end it a little bit. It is not the deep end. I, okay, it's, it's, birds are beautiful. You know how sometimes people like marry bridges? No. <laughs> yes. Or they have a romantic relationship with a tire iron. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Is that where we're headed? I think we're getting closer. Like we're- <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with this guy calling in talking about his experience with birds and how cool it is? Every day you not, have a new... You didn't say he's marrying the blue jay. I don't know him. I can't look in his eyes and see it. A little crazy. <laughs> uh, what's okay. happening today? Amy, what's happening today? Well, I can tell you this. I'm going to spend some time with my birds. Uh, and then I have therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad no, it's that, that order. Yeah, I'm glad it's that uh-huh, order. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I'm out at the Grand Ole Opry tonight shooting some stuff for this weekend show. Um, encouraging people to watch Breaking Bobby Bones. Today's like the last day of the three. You get like three days before they really count uh, a lot of the rating stuff digitally. But you can watch it on Nat Geo. You can watch it on Hulu. Apparently Hulu Live. Yes. Except they're still. But it's uh, up till Friday. It is. Watch, watch, watch. Yeah, check out Breaking Bobby Bones, my new show. Thank you very much. Have a great day. We will see you tomorrow. Bobby Bones is on.